Richard. Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 2 of Draw at Large. I am your ever-humble host, Richard Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, also at Gerard at Large, where we encourage you to like us and follow us, because we just want to be loved. Coming up this hour, we'll hear from... Paul Martineau. Currently, he's Manchester's welfare commissioner, but the welfare commissioner position is no longer going to be elected after more than a century of being chosen by voters. Uh, The voters will no longer have that choice. They decided to change the charter uh, with, interestingly, Martineau's support uh, to make sure that qualified people are in the position by having them nominated by the mayor and confirmed by the Board of Mayor and Aldermen. My argument on that always was, well, if the voters aren't qualified to choose a welfare commissioner or determine who is qualified to do the job, uh, why why are they qualified to determine who's a mayor, an alderman, a school board member, or anything else? (laughs) Oh, well, can't can't win them all. But uh, in the meantime, I I have this... uh, interesting story here about uh how out of whack things are by the way if you want to talk about what's happening in florida 606 6762 i i have to uh i have to admit i was astounded that there was one <clears throat> at least one television network i i don't subscribe to the cable tier that lets me watch fox news or cnn or cnbc or any of that other stuff i can i can live my daily life without the without that stuff but abc news wall to wall 24 hour 24 7 coverage of irma as it ravaged florida and you know i i have to tell you i'm I'm not in any way going to try to minimize the impact of the storm but let's let's review class right the storm that was going to be a direct hit on miami was not the storm that was going to go right up the spine of Florida did not. The uh, storm ended up going off the west coast of Florida. And its landfall was more or less kind of like a rock skipping off the, the glass, you know, off, off of the surface of a, of a lake. You know how you skip the rock? So it made landfall in one of the keys, and then it came back and made a second landfall in Key Largo, uh, in uh, Marco Island. And from there, it kind of traveled up. It went over Naples and, you know, dire predictions of a direct hit in the destruction of Tampa as it continued to work its way up. Although by the time I went to bed last night, the reports were that it was going to be just a category one hurricane coming into Tampa. And the thing that really bothered me about the uh, whole Florida coverage was, you know, nobody saying... Ah, uh, yeah, thank God. It really doesn't look like it's going, it's going to be bad, but it doesn't look... They were talking about storm surges at one point hitting Miami of 20 feet. It was five. There was a reporter in Miami. I forget her name, but, you know, she's standing on, you know, on the balcony of a, of a, a hotel, a six-floor hotel, giving a description of what was happening outside that was not by any stretch of the imagination being matched by the video that was running of what was happening behind her. And when she talks about, uh, you know, the wind gusts now reaching 70 miles an hour, 
in Miami where they were predicting winds of 180 miles an hour for the direct hit and talking about what a catastrophe the 70 mile an hour wind was and how devastating and blah, 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 blah. I just sat to myself. I said, really? Are you really overplaying your hand by that much? Now, downtown Miami was flooded. Don't mean to minimize that. Still a hurricane. It just goes to show you how big that storm was because Miami by this time was something like 100 miles off the center of the hurricane. Big hurricane. It covered the entirety of the state of Florida. Okay? At one point, they someone I, I heard the, the, the size of the hurricane was as big as the state of Texas. That's a bloody big storm. Okay? Um, but was it a Category 5 when it hit? No. Was it Category 4 when it hit? Maybe. Almost for a little bit. Cat 3. Still a huge storm. All right? And I don't think that the weather forecasters... I think they had trouble, uh, difficulty uh, predicting where this was going to go. But, you know, for the news outlets to be running 24-7 coverage and having the reporters on the scene, uh, you know, really, in my opinion, from what I saw, just completely overplay what was happening. I mean, it reminds <laughs> You know, this is kind of a funny story, but years ago when WMUR was in what's called the Gateway Building in the Manchester Milliard, which is the building they were in immediately before they took over the old service merchandise, which is where their current location is, they they did something very clever. You know, they cut a hole in the wall and they created Rick Gordon's weather window. Remember the you remember Rick Gordon, you know, who would probably still be their chief meteorologist had he not been involved in an accident and suffered a traumatic brain injury. He's actually a neighbor of mine now. He literally lives two houses away from me. And, uh, you know, every now and then he has, it's like he remembers me, but not. Um, anyway, so Rick Gordon was doing, you know, sitting in front of the weather window one day, it was over his uh, left shoulder as he was talking about how sunshiny it was. And honest to God, you if you had looked out the window, I mean, you'd seen flashes of lightning. It was a downpour. It was kind of thing. You'd be like, huh, should I be building an ark? And he's talking about how sunny it is outside while it is absolutely pouring in his weather window. So, so we've got this reporter who un- made multiple references to the well there's you know i'm standing here on this porch and there's concrete in front of me and there's concrete above me and, and, and she never mentioned by the way that there was concrete under 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 her and she was on the opposite side of where the wind was hitting so she wasn't really getting blown around and yeah you could look out and you could see that it was raining pretty hard but she's talking about the flooded streets and they did flood but she was talking about the flooded streets while the streets behind her, literally, you could see all of the paint on the road. They could see they were lined. Was there water on the streets? Yeah. Would you have called them flooded at that point? No. And she's like, look right down there. It's flooding the streets. And I'm like, what, 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 what are you watching? There's no flooding where you are. Later on, might there have been? Yeah. Was she talking about other places in Miami? If she was, she wasn't talking about. They, she, she wasn't referencing them. She was talking about what was happening right outside her window. Well, what was happening right outside her window was not what she was describing. <gasps> and she was holding on for dear life at the 70-mile-an-hour wind gust. Almost hurricane strength. Has to be 75 miles an hour sustained to be considered hurricane force wind. 
right? So this wall-to-wall media coverage, you know, it's if they had the ability to predict, you know, a train wreck and show it in slow motion in real time so you could get all the gory details, I think these guys would do it. So what exactly was gained by this? I don't know. Maybe they didn't have anything else in their lineup that they thought would get any ratings. So I tuned in from time to time just to see what was going on. And, you know, as the storm cranked up in some areas, there were some pretty strong winds. But, you know, (laughs) they had cameras at a shelter. I think it was in, I think it was in, what was the, what was the place I just referenced beforehand? After Marco Island. Anyway, you know, where the eye, the eye of the storm went right over Naples, Naples, Florida went right over Naples. And so there was a shelter in Naples that had a lot of glass, right? And you could, the camera was pointed outside and man, I'll tell you, the wind and the rain, it was brutal, but you've got these ABC news commentators, allegedly reporters sitting there going, is the shelter strong enough? They were questioning authorities for their choice of shelter, wondering whether or not all that glass was going to uh, really. I just so I'm thinking to myself, are these people really sitting here trying to make us think that the designated shelter that was chosen by local officials who kind of know their buildings and their safe places and everything else um, would, would somehow knowingly put people uh, willingly and willfully or otherwise put people into danger by putting them into an unsafe structure. This right after a report, by the way, where one of their other reporters was marveling at how the buildings built to modern construction codes were virtually untouched, undamaged, unfazed by the powerful storm that was really only half as powerful as they said it was going to be when it hit. Um, came through i just i watch this stuff and i wonder to myself is is what is the purpose of this you know of this coverage i mean even i your humble host run after run out of things to say after a period of time especially if it's on the same topic no i don't (laughs) so but over and over and over again and they kept going back to their chief meteorologist ginger z now i'm going to get in trouble for this but i'm sorry i just have trouble with somebody named ginger z being the chief meteorologist that this is not what comes to mind when the, the the name ginger z is brought forward okay get a stage name and if that is your stage name not good. It's like, I really don't think a guy named Al Roker is a credible weatherman either. <laughs> Al Caprillion, on the other hand, absolutely. So, <laughs> oh, my head. So, we, um, <laughs> uh, I just, I, you know, it, it it becomes gratuitous at, at some point. It becomes self-defeating. It becomes, you know, and how many press conferences are we going to see from the governor saying the storm surge could kill you? All right. Maybe it could. Um, But, you know, for as bad as this hurricane appears to have been in Florida, and I have no idea what it did to Tampa. 
I have no idea what damage it may or may not have done. I have no idea how quickly it actually deteriorated versus the projections of when it was going to deteriorate. I, I haven't looked at it this morning. I haven't followed up on it this morning. And for all I know, you know, Tampa's under 29 feet of water and the whole place is going to break off of the peninsula and sink into the sea forever and go to the bottom with Atlantis where they can, you know, commiserate over the fate of their city. I don't know. But there seems to me to be a significant irresponsibility on behalf of the media, perhaps fed by well-meaning state and local officials who don't want anybody to get hurt. But, you know, the mayor of Miami took some heat uh, for delaying the order, uh, the evacuation order in Miami. And you know what? I think the mayor of Miami probably, in retrospect, did the right thing. Because do you want to, do you want to evacuate a city that has that many people and all that entails and all that means when you don't need to. And it turns out, really, that Miami probably didn't need to be evacuated. And what's that mean for the next storm? We get Hurricane Juan on the horizon, right? We have Hurricane Juan on the horizon. They think it's going to take a more northward track, but they're not sure. They think it might do this. They think it might do that. And you know what? At some point, maybe those forecasters who are who are thinking out loud for everybody else to be panicked by, maybe they ought to think a little less out loud. And maybe the media ought to be a little less um, willing to, uh, frankly, strike fear in the hearts of those who would watch for the purposes of making sure that they are watched so that these things can be dealt with in a a, a more calm and rational manner. Um and I'll close by saying this. Thank God all we really have to deal with up here are nor'easters. This is Gerard at Large. 